You start start it like that. We're back. Episode 19. Good morning, Billy. The first morning show that we've done this here. This is definitely the, the earliest uh, we've ever started. It's recording. not even close. And I don't uh, think we've recorded prior to like one, and that was only for the live stream. Everything else is around four or five o'clock. And if you can notice, we're not in the garage. We're not in the garage. The weather has not been cooperative with us. Not in any way, shape, or form. Downpouring here in yeah. Bayside today. And we have a guest. On we do couch. have a guest. We're he back. decided to uh, hop up and join us for our return after how many weeks away? Two? Two. Two busy weeks. We uh, couldn't get it. Get couldn't get it together. You know, we had a lot of together. stuff going on. But we're back now. And better than ever to steal from Mike Greenberg because we have one of the best... We have a great new monitor that I, I am loving looking at, by the way. It's almost yeah. like we're watching ourselves in a movie. The placement's a little... When, when we're in the garage, it'll be a little better. Do you think it's a little weird that we keep looking up? Almost that's like what we're I was looking saying, at the yeah. heavens, right? Yeah. All right, well, that, that's just things that could be adjusted. Well, this does not help is, the audience at all, by the way. This is a dry run, still. Yeah. Because like, we're going to do it in the garage. That's right. Again. But the audience will Unless not benefit... Unless it gets too cold. We haven't done... Been really that's true. Yet. The audience has not uh, will not benefit from this new monitor at all. They can't see it. No, it's useless for it's them. For us. But for us, it's great. And we have uh, we're slowly moving along. So even though we took a week or two off, we're back and we're we're stronger than ever. And on a <laughs> <laughs> and on a <laughs> we also have uh, uh, we we've also <laughs> added. <some laughs> We've also added some new little kinks into the show, as you can see. Uh, we're able to now use sound effects, just in case. I haven't been kicked in the nuts. That's not what this is. It, this is a new soundboard that Billy has purchased. And it's paying off already, because look at him. He's dying. He can't even contain himself. Look at him. He's losing control. That was worth a laugh, but... <laughs> The Garage Party Podcast live from an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's where we're at right now. Boy, what a job. Big we have today. advanced this show by light years, in my opinion. Light years. Between the just monitor and the sound Just for that one soundbite alone. You, like, I'm going to pull that clip later, and I'll laugh at it just as hard again. It's going to be great. And not only that, but again, hasn't benefited the audience yet because we're not using it yet, but we have a new camera system where we'll be able to kind of like see us both while we're each talking we instead cool of just one cam stuff. Yeah, instead of just one shot directly at us the entire time. Now, a rainy day here in Bayside, dreadful. Cold, windy, rainy, terrible outside. Just terrible. But today is a great day. And why is that? Because today we go to the Cape. We haven't announced this yet on the show, but <laughs> Today we go to the Cape. That is Cape Cod. Cape Cod. Cape Cod. We're heading out there. Cape Cod, can you hear us? Fighting out of the blue corner. Standing six foot four, a mixed martial artist. Artist weighing in at 145 <laughs> pounds. He is Khabib the Eagle Namagamina. <laughs> it's even funnier in person because I hear his actual voice and that voice. You hear both, time. yeah. I wonder if the mic picks up both or think it only hears this one. No, I think it's just that one. The uh, Khabib making us. This is a lot we have to catch up on. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's backtrack. Let's backtrack at least a week. Yeah, let's we'll start from the beginning and then we'll kind of work our way back towards today where we're going today. What you have for breakfast last Monday? uh, I'm not usually a breakfast guy. I'm not a breakfast guy. I usually start with lunch. Lunch is usually my first meal of the day. Usually, there's a rare occasion I'll I'll throw in a bagel. You know, just to you know 
Wrinkle the sheets a little. Might want a bagel today before we hit the road. Yeah, I'm in for that. I'm in for that. The you're road in. to where, though? You're, you're jumping. Keep calm. There you go. But you're jumping. We're supposed to start at last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. All right, well, so We anyway, don't have to start our breakfast Monday, but we'll just. I mean, if we really want to start with the cape, I'm not wearing shoes, by the way. If you really want to start. Get comfortable. If you really want to start with the cape, you should go back about three weeks when Paul, who you haven't met yet, except for on the phone very briefly, uh, asked us if we wanted to uh, do a trip. But yeah. I but I digress. Anyway, we'll get we'll get to that. Last week, however, huge UFC fight. Huge. Khabib makes his return out in Abu Dhabi and uh against Justin Gaethje. It was a really good card. Alexander Volkov, uh Robert Whitaker against Jared Cannonier. Very good card. Now Billy came up with the idea. I was going to Jersey. Now, whenever I'm in Jersey and there's a big sporting event on I like, to throw throw a little action. I like to throw a few shekels on the action, right? Throw you wanna, a little action. You want to make it as interesting as possible. So that's what I did. But I left it up to Billy what exactly we would be betting on. Would we be betting on one thing? Would it just be the Khabib fight? Would we try to turn this into a parlay where, you know, all of a sudden you're going to be looking at us and we're going to be sitting in a palace? Like, what, what do we want here? Like, what kind of parlay or bet do we want to make here? So I left that up to Billy. Now... Probably not a great idea. The night before Billy's supposed to make his decision, he goes out and has a few mules. Mm-hmm. And what do you do when you have a few mules, Billy? You fire off drunk texts. Mm-hmm. Now, is Billy firing off drunk texts to women? Of course not. He was firing them off to me. Except what he was sending me, you're ringing. Is me? Yeah. <laughs> that's a bad job by me. <laughs> I was like, that's my phone. Poor job by me. Um, firing off drunk texts to me, a parlay that you came up with. Yeah. How many mules deep would you say? Three or four. Three or four mules deep, and he Almost sends me. He sends me this five-leg parlay. Now let me. I could start from the beginning with this because it's very important that we get this right. But a five-leg parlay. He starts off with, right? Starting off with Ohio State. First week back at the Big Ten. By it the way, it was also an early day for UFC, so it was. We had to get it in, you know, the night before, early morning That's Saturday. Correct. Now the first. Uh, First day back for the Big Ten. So we had Ohio State playing Nebraska the early game. Picks off the Big Ten season. 12 o'clock. Ohio State. Tell them the spread. Minus 26 <laughs> and a half. 26 and a half. I liked minus. it. I liked it. Which means that the second that that game kicks off, me and Billy are down by four touchdowns. The second it kicks off, four touchdowns were down. So the game progresses. Not in a direction that I was happy with. Nebraska scores a touchdown. I was I couldn't even watch. I was, I was videotaping a wedding. Mm-hmm. Now and uh, was just getting updates from Rich. In case you're not big on betting or you're not into the whole betting scene, when you make a parlay, everything has to break your way. Nothing can go wrong. Everything has to line up perfectly. You know, almost like the stars on a Cape Cod night. It's all got to be lined up beautifully. So what happens is the first leg of this parlay is Ohio State minus twenty six and a half. And immediately, 30 seconds in, Nebraska's up 7 nothing. So, which means me and Billy are down 34 to nothing Before you even blink. Anyway, fast forward the afternoon, Ohio State covers. They beat Nebraska 52-17. to They beat the spread, or they cover the spread. Which simultaneously the now the UFC events have started. Right. Now, his idea was to do one football game and the four fights that of his choosing – on the UFC main card. Yeah. Now, his fighters were Lauren Murphy, Alexander Volkov, Robert Whitaker, and, of course, Khabib the Eagle Nurmagomedov. Now, those were going to be his four guys. Those were your four solid picks that you said 
These people are going to win. I know it. We went straight money lines, too. I didn't straight pick money lines. We didn't, like, didn't uh, want to get two out of hand. Yeah. So I, of course, lock in this parlay that Billy sends me. And then he tells me the next day, he's like, oh, man, I wish you didn't do that. I was drunk when I said that. <laughs> I said, are you kidding me? I said, I, I was like, you know uh, what? Regardless, I, I feel good about it. I meant to answer him that night because, like, I, I don't even – I don't think I even saw that you responded. What did you think I was going to do with it? I don't think I even <laughs> saw you responded. And I was going to say, yeah, I'm just joking. Yeah, yeah. Don't and Whatever then, you do, uh, don't do this. Yeah. I, no, like, I, there was other screenshots of other parlays that I was – Gonna mm-hmm. tell you, tell you to do. However, but those didn't work out. No, they didn't work out. But what did work like out I had was Cal- ours. I had Cowboy Oliveira. I almost yep. sent you another one with Lauren Murphy uh, winning by submission, which, which she did. Which she did. So yeah. drunk Billy was fucking. He was on his game. <laughs> drunk Billy was on his game. Now I honestly I credit it to watching Embedded. Is that what it was? That's what I did. You were watching that, and you that's, were like, "That's how I'm I know." Confident that's how this. I know who's going to win. You know who? I, who are you just, most concerned about during this whole thing? Um, because I tell you who I was. I was very concerned about the killer gorilla. I thought Jared Cannonier had a good shot to beat. Rob yeah, Whitaker. no, one hundred percent. That as far as fights go, but Ohio, Ohio, the Ohio, the Ohio State game <laughs> was really worrying me. Because they hadn't uh, played all year. They had not. We had no idea what they were going to look and like. I think they look good. They had a win by 27. Yes, that's correct. That is correct. And so lo that, and behold. That was the toughest leg of it. And we start off with that. And Lauren Murphy almost simultaneously both hit. Right. And lo and behold, all five of those things ended up happening. I, uh, I watched Khabib finish off Justin Gaethje in the second round via what they call technical submission. Is that what that's called? Or is that knockout? It's not knockout. He choked him out. It was a triangle choke. It, it, yeah, it's a submission. It's a submission. Yeah. So Khabib wins it. I think technical submissions when you tap. Okay. Now we bet a hundred dollars. Fair. I thought that was good. Fifty bucks each. One, a thousand. It's a good day. What a day! What a day! Last Saturday was. I was at the. Peak of my sports life that I've been at in a very long time, I, considering I the teams I root for. Driving from one location of the wedding to the next, and um, I had it on my dashboard as I was driving, like behind the steering wheel, and I started losing it. I called Rich right away, and I already <laughs> lost my voice. Basically, he did. He was screaming as soon as Khabib finished him off. Uh, Billy's face pops up on my phone. Big, you know, he's calling me. I answer. He's like, "Oh, wow, let's go!" He's yelling. <laughs> I was like, "Oh God, this is unbelievable." Uh, you know, in no way, shape, or form is this like, uh, you know, going to alter our lives in a big way. It's not like we just won a hundred grand like some degenerates out there. But it felt good, man, to win a five-leg parlay, which you picked drunk. It felt great. It felt like an accomplishment. As one by one, as our legs of the parlay fell into place, I said, this is going to happen. Because once Robert Whitaker, who I just I said I was most concerned about losing, once he beat Jared Cannonier, which was a good fight, by the way, it ended up going, all the, it ended up going the distance. Once he finished him and he beat Jared Cannonier, I said, this is it. We're going to win. Because I was confident in Khabib. But then once you Khabib... Started- Getting a little well, nervous about Khabib, too. Well, once we ha- we have four of the five, I said, oh, man, wouldn't it suck if Khabib was the one to blow this for us? And he's the one that we considered the, a lock the entire time. That would have been rough. But it did not work out that way. We ended up winning. It was a great Saturday. 
This is actually the first time I'm seeing you since the, that victory. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable Saturday. Loved it. And uh, we're going to try to duplicate it this weekend. Try we took to that energy right into this week. We did. This week went really slow for me, honestly. Did was, it really? Yeah, super slow. Is that because you were excited about the Cape? Could be. Because um, usually when you're excited about something, you know, the time moves slow. So that's that's quite possible. You sound like a philosopher now. Right. Now he's philosophizing. <laughs> 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 now he's a philosophizer. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was about to do an Insta story with like that, but I remembered that that doesn't get picked up. Yeah, people don't hear that unless you're actually listening to the show. By the way, this is the Garage Party Podcast, streaming to you on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, and Google Podcast. Thanks for listening. Episode 19. Episode 19. Inching closer to the 20 mark. As the computer's about to die. That's right. Not great when you're recording a show. But a great last Saturday we had. It was unbelievable. We really uh, we really pulled it off. Um, you know, it's what you dream about. When you're when you're a little boy, you know, and you're watching sports, we, you dream of hitting a five-leg parlay. <laughs> yeah, we've been having some uh, <laughs> other bets not go our way. Because the night uh, before, yes. we actually placed a bet on the Giants, and they lost by a point. They lost by a point after having a 10-point lead yeah. with five minutes left. Mm-hmm. Really one of the more disgusting losses that franchise has suffered in the last 10 years. But, you know, we'll, we'll leave that alone. They're 1-6. They stink. But I tell you what, although today is a dreary, wet day, it is a great day if you are a fan of the teams that we root for. A great day. How, you ask? Well, I'll be happy to tell you, Billy. Today is a great day. And why is that? The Jets are 0-7, going towards 0-8, playing the Chiefs this weekend. Going to get destroyed. One step closer to Trevor Lawrence. How long does this go? I don't know. I like it, though. One step closer to Trevor Lawrence. And today, the biggest part of today is not us going to Cape Cod. It is that MLB owners will vote to confirm Steve Cohen as the new owner of the New York Mets. And it is a great day as long as that Big Bird mayor sitting up there in Gracie Mansion does not get involved and stick his big snout in it and prevent this great thing from happening. This is a really long song. I like it, though. It's nice. It's giving me a little edge. I like it. What a great day. It's adding emphasis to everything he's saying. The Mets didn't make the playoffs in a season where everybody and their mother made the playoffs. The Jets are 0-8, inching closer to Trevor Lawrence. And yet today is a beautiful day, a rainy day, a wet day, a cold day, blustery, some may say. It was actually supposed to snow today. Turned into rain. I kind of prefer snow over, like, the icy cold rain. You think so? Yeah. All right, you got to stop this because I can't stop moving my shoulders. (laughs) But there we go. Like, (laughs) the rain just makes you wet and then cold. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't like, like it. I don't like either one, to be honest with you. I like a light little snow over a cold rain. Uh, I'm not sure I'm a, a light snow. Yeah. You mean like, a, feel like, like a dusting? Le- yeah, I feel like it's actually less cold. Yeah, I mean, a dusting is not bad. I would never... Because you don't you get know. soaked. No. You don't. It's not bad. That smells nice. Yeah, that fresh snow smell. Mm-hmm. You know, where it just gets out of hand sometimes when you got to, you know... Go out there and shovel it and do all that kind of well, crap. We don't that have to do that here. Do. No, we don't. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, we have, may have to shovel our cars out, right? Yeah, you just brush them off or whatever. Unless, like, the plow comes down and plows if you. If you even really have to, you have a fucking pickup truck. 
I do. And I also don't, you know, go to work anymore. <laughs> 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 I do it from here. This is how I work now, even during the show. Uh, a great day. Great day. I don't, I don't know what I could say. It's a Friday morning. We're here. We're recording a show on a Friday morning, something we never do. And yet, I am as, as to steal a line from Chris Farley, I'm giddy as a schoolgirl. It's great. <laughs> it's a great day. Provided, of course, that the MLB owners vote to confirm Steve Cohen, which I think they will. And, of course, Mayor de Blasio here in New York City, one of the worst mayors that any state has ever seen. I don't think he really has any I, I don't. To I don't. On to. I, you know, I don't think so either. But if there is, he'll find a way. Because he is like uh, a weasel. Yeah. Uh, he also, you know, what the best way to compare him, he is like Charlie Brown, except not lovable. He's like the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. You know, where he like sets it down and then he just touches it and it dies. Everything he touches dies. Everything he touches turns to mulch, destroys it immediately. Not even like it's you know. Like a process. It's just they're dead mm-hmm. immediately. So a day that Mets fans should be joyous, and I am because I think that this is going to go through. I don't think he's going to have the power to stop it. But a day that we really should just be unbridled joy and passion has a little bit of a tint to it because of Mayor de Blasio here in New York City. And if you're not from New York City and you listen to us, just look him up. You'll find out all you need to know about him. One of the worst mayors this city's ever seen. But anyway, a great day. And we inch closer if you're a Jets fan. I'm repping both teams today because I'm very passionate about my teams today. Today's a good day. I actually just had a a Jets hoodie on right before you walked in. Yeah, it's a good day. We inch closer to Trevor Lawrence again. As a Met and Jet fan, you can never just be truly happy. There's always got to be a little asterisk, right? If he doesn't come out of school or if he goes back to Clemson, which I wouldn't be surprised about and I wouldn't necessarily blame him for, I mean, if he goes back to Clemson, the Jets might be there for him next year. That's what I'm saying. You know, there's a good chance that they're going to have that number one pick next year, too. So I don't really know. You know, I don't know if it's going to pay off. He may not be able to avoid us. Yeah. Maybe inevitable. It may be inevitable, Trevor. The Jets are inevitable, Trevor. Trevor? All you you need to know, Trevor, is that the way that we sound right now is how the Jets have played for the last 40 years. I think you sound wonderful. You like this? Yeah. Thank you. I think it's cool. I like it. It's a little, um, it's liberating, you know? It's like, you know, yeah, I rock this. Yeah. It's cool. I think I'm going to leave it on for the rest of the show. Well, maybe we don't do that. <laughs> what is this? What do you think that, oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Uh, Say no. now. There it is. Now we're back. Very, what do you call that, by the way? Is that Martian? What is that? Um, just like a pitch changer. Mm. And then you have the bellow, which is like the, the Bruce Buffer. That's the reverb. Yeah, the reverb. That's true. And then we have our music and yep. our applause. Because, uh, you know, people like what we say. So they like to clap. You may not be able to tell we're in. Should um, we save the applause for, like, times where we make a really good point? You know, where we, like, go off and go on a rant? I mean... It's up to the audience. Actually, it's up to you. You're the one who pushes the button. What button? <laughs> there's there's an audience. <laughs> yes. You should put up a... Uh, an applause sign? Yes, on the YouTube, you should and put a up laugh. a Garage Party podcast that's filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, live studio mellow. Live studio mellow. He's very mellow today. He's very laid back today. Very sleepy. Sleepy boy. 
too early for him. You early know, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, early day. early day. He's not used to this kind of uh, commotion. It's like why? He's like, this is very. No one's usually home at this time. So he's uh. He's happy people are here, but he's confused. Right? I know. You're confused. I know, sweet boy. Where'd your ropes go? Oh, he dropped them. He dropped them. He decided it was nap time. But anyway, it's a great day. And now we can get into what we're doing today. So today we are uh, venturing out to Massachusetts, beautiful Cape Cod, for three days, just to kind of chill, get away for a little bit, get away from the hustle and bustle of New York City that I haven't been in in months. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the uh you know it'll be fun we'll have a good time we're going with paul paul will be here uh about an hour Sit and 15 and enjoy the uh we got a nice little airbnb with uh we do with a deck overlooking uh what's we got a I, we, I can pull it up we got to pick up the blantons i can run and get that when we get the bagels we'll stop it beautiful there. all right i just got to put my clothes in the dryer mm-hmm <laughs> Uh, I just sent you the address. Fallen's Pond in Cape Cod. That's what our uh, Airbnb is overlooking. It's a very nice... I saw you sent the uh, address. Yeah, very nice view. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, I mean, you know, we had a lot of aspirations for this trip. At the beginning, you know, we were like... Maybe whale watching. Maybe we're going to fish. Maybe we're going to go whale watching. What are we going to do, right? And now it's kind of evolved into a very relaxing, just let's barbecue, have a few cigars, have a few drinks, sit on our nice porch. Hopefully the weather cooperates. I think tomorrow's supposed to be nice. I feel like we keep looking at ourselves up there. How can you not? It's like we're sitting front row at a movie theater. That's what I would equate this to. It's not that big. but It's not that big, but same kind of feel. Yeah. Like in a movie theater, this is what we look like. You can't keep your eyes off yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm covering all the bases. See Mello there? I got my eye on you. Everything that I need, I want your heart, love, and emotion. And lastly. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we got to have fun with this thing. This is, a, this is a great idea. Great idea by you. See, now we just need uh, an intern or someone to run it. I know. You discussed, uh, we exchanged brief text messages yesterday about potentially going back to our alma mater over there at... Uh, the old stomping grounds. Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Shout out to them. Might go back there, see if there's anybody interested in, uh, you know. Upping our helping our production. Uh, joining our staff. Taking off some of the workloads so we can focus on. Um, That's right. The content. Being the, the on-air talent. That's right. The Talent's a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> we are the talent. It is. You're right. But do it we is. have talent? Yeah, I think we do. Because we're so? 19 episodes deep. Uh, you don't get there by accident. Yeah. No, you don't. You definitely don't. We're good. We're approaching <laughs> 20 episodes now. You know, that's a, that's a big one. Yep. 25, I think, should be a landmark, right? 25, 50, 100? Or 25, 50, 75, 100? I feel like the next landmark is really 100. You think so? 100 episodes. That is a lot of episodes. But it's really not when you look at it in, like, Joe Rogan perspective, right? He's up to, like, 1,100. Well, he does more than one a week. He does, like, four a week. Sometimes three. But and he also gets paid a lot of money to do it. Mm. We, uh, however, don't. So, like, if I was able to quit my job and just do this, we would. I mean, if you know, we got like a lot of serious sponsors. Hello, this thing on sponsors, <laughs> especially in the garage, <laughs> like we talked about in episode eighteen. Um, got a lot of real estate for you know, paid product placement. That's right. But this is all stuff we could uh, talk about off the air. 
We're going to try to expand to sponsors because I think, you know, our setup lends itself to sponsors. Like, when I look at us in the garage and I look at our table and I look at, like, what you built, your creation, it the, is the, the definition of product placement. The drink wells. Yeah. That's, we got to get on that. It's exactly what you would look for in product placement. And it's so – you know what? And I don't want to degrade any other podcast, but there are some podcasts out there that are just trash, and they have sponsors. Yeah. So we can get a sponsorship, especially with that product placement alone. Even if we stink, which we very well may. We're the only ones who really listen to ourselves. <laughs> we may be off. I don't listen to ourselves. Yeah. I, you know, maybe we're just doing this for mellow. But if, you know, if even if we stink, that table still lends itself to product placement. Because on the off chance somebody might watch us, they'll say, wow. Look at that. Look at that bottle. I got to buy that. I got to buy that stuff. Even though these two losers are, you know, sitting around talking about it, spitting on it. I got to buy it. Like it. Love it. Got to have it. We're going to we're gonna give it a shot. We're going to give it a shot. We're going to make a push, a strong push for sponsors. Yeah. I agree. I'm uh, pulling up the DraftKings now. Just getting a Trying feel. to get your, uh, your bets ready. By the way, Sunday, we're going to be in the Cape Friday and Saturday, but Sunday we're going out to Rhode Island. We're going to stop at Twin Rivers Casino um, and, you know, place a few, few – uh, Timely sports bets on the football game Sunday. So continue. Yeah, I'm just trying to get a feel for uh, the direction I'm going to go with some of these picks. Well, I feel like, you know, you have to go with the Pats, right? Like it would be sacrilege for you not to, considering your chest and what should have been your head rides on it. I mean, I don't have to. No. But by the way, are you like you should be like kissing the ground that Lauren walks on for saving your head from this because it looks it's trending in the direction of you would have been as bald as a cue ball. Because that's how bad the Pats have looked the last couple See, weeks. I, I wouldn't have mind being bald. But you don't know what you're going to look like. So isn't there the a little either. bit of fear in there? Yeah. It, no, it would be weird. I would look weird. But um, Yeah, but see, you're we've, we've gotten into this on the show before. You're not a person who is fearful. You're not. You're just not a fear, fearful individual. You're somebody I, who wants to wrestle an I alligator, fears, I just don't. swim with the sharks. I'm terrified of wrestling with an alligator. I want to do it. But though. you want to do it. Right. So somebody can, you know, you... You may be scared, but you'll you'll still buck up and do it. Yeah. But right. any, how would you equate the fear level from wrestling with an alligator and walking around for two, three months, say, with a bald head? I'd, Are I'd they equal? Used to the bald. I feel like my hair grows pretty quick, too, so maybe it wouldn't be as bad. But uh, I'm a little scared of what kind of dress you guys are going to pick if I lose. Yeah, you should be. You should be. It's also going to be a joint effort. It's not just going to be me. Like, is it going to be like a tight one, or is it going to be like a loose, flowy one with a lot of like chest cleavage? No, it's going to be a it's going to be a tight one. Tight one. It's going to be a tight one. Yeah, we're going to make sure that you know you're kind of walking around like short, tight and short heels. I wear no, heels. No heels. You got to wear heels. No. Well, they have to be like some kind of feminine shoe. Maybe not a heel. Maybe like a flat, like a ballet shoe. Wouldn't that be cool? Where are we getting size twelve? Ballet shoes. <laughs> There's got to be some big ballet dancers out there, right? Aren't there know. men ballerinas? There are. are. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably small though. No, I think like one of them is like that big Russian dude from Die Hard with the long hair. Uh, Hans's brother? Mm. No, not his brother. Yes, Hans's brother. Yeah, that's him. He's a he's a ballerina. That's a massive ballerina. He's huge. What's his name in the movie? His uh, name is Hans's brother. No, no. Stand by to stand by. Is it Gregory? Alexander Godunov plays Carl. Carl. That's what. 
I was gonna, was yeah. a Russian American ballet Gregory, dancer. Gregory was a pretty good guess. Ballet dancer. See? How big is he? He What's is. What's his shoe size? Maybe I could borrow a pair. Six foot three. I think it'd be fine. Well, well I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't borrow from him. He's he, dead. He <laughs> <laughs> then he doesn't need him. He doesn't need him anymore. But a very famous ballet dancer. Yeah. Yep. Alexander Godunov. Shout out. Yeah, I think isn't that like a matter of preference but I'm, for I'm a ballerina? I'm not wearing ballet shoes. No, it's all right. You don't have to wear ballet shoes. It's all right. We'll be all right. We'll, we'll, we'll find you something nice. So we going tight and short on this dress? Probably. I haven't really thought about this yet. I'm trying not to get too far ahead of myself, even though the pats look pretty terrible. I don't want to get, you know, like too out of control. I mean, you're the king of getting too far ahead of yourself. Since yeah, I mean, look what my guess was for the Jets this year. What did you say, 10-6? <laughs> I don't know. Definitely was an 0-8 going into week nine. So, I think uh, big game this week, though. Pats Bills. I mean, it, for you, there's you get the no Pats bigger. back on track. And the Bills have not looked good at all the last few weeks. No, they lost two straight and then had a bad outing against the Jets. Still got the win because it's the Jets. That's right. But uh, Josh Allen does not look sharp as as sharp at least as he started. Mm-hmm. You know, those first three, four games, he was he was lights out. Granted, the first one was against the Jets. Yep. And he, the Jets made him look like Barry Sanders or something. But you know what, Billy? The only thing that matters in this league is two letters, W and L. And right now the Bills sit at 5-2. and two. <laughs> And the Pats are, I want to say, 2-4. and four. And Cam Newton has looked dreadful. Dreadful. Aside from week one, where I guess he had a little bit of a boost – He's looked brutal. I mean, he's bouncing passes in front of guys. Yeah. He doesn't not look good at all. I don't know if it was COVID that affected him or if he uh, sustained some sort of injury. I just think he's not that good anymore. Could be that, too. But um, I feel like he looked much sharper and And let me tell you something else, better too. in the first couple games than he has. Let me tell you something else games. about the Patriots here. There's the biggest winner in this season for the New England Patriots, is Tom Brady. He won 12 games with this team last year. Yeah. 12 games with this team that right now scored well, three against Denver, scored nine against San Francisco. He won 12 games with them last year. He, I mean, if you And he's also p- playing really well. Really well in Tampa. Tampa, yeah. With a team that didn't even make the playoffs last year. They're probably going to the NFC Championship. Well, they're where they'll probably lose right to now. Seattle or Green Bay or something. But, I mean, it. you know. Tom Brady, if it, you know the debate has raged on for years between well, who's better is it, is the Patriots' success more credited to Bill Belichick or Tom Brady? Well, you're getting a better answer now. You're getting a clearer picture. It's Tom Brady. I still think Belichick has a lot to do with it. Um, of course, but I mean, once but a team starts losing like this, and you're like a, one of those disciplined, hard-ass coaches, mm-hmm. you start to lose lose your players a little bit. Yeah, because you know. All these rules are fine and dandy when you're winning. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you start losing, it's it's not as fun anymore. Spirals out of control. Yeah. And now you see a report yesterday that the Patriots are open to trading anybody. So they're almost in, like, sell mode. Yeah. I mean, that that's not a good sign. They, you know, if internally they don't believe, and Bill Belichick also acts as the GM for the Pats, so if internally they don't believe that they can win this year, that's telling, considering that this AFC East is pretty much wide open. But could they salvage the division? 
They're gonna have. They have a lot of work to do. You know, I don't think any team out of the AFC East is going far in the playoffs. No. But I have a lot riding on this Patriots team. Yeah, you certainly do. You were all in on them, and I told you. I said, eh, I don't know. Be careful with this. Because they're still the Patriots. They're still going to do Patriots. They things. are still the Patriots in name only. This roster is completely different. We'll see. There's nobody on this team, most importantly Tom Brady, but they also lost five of their best players to COVID. We'll see. Didn't want to play. Said no. Not playing. They've had some hurdles. They've also had a much tougher schedule than the Bills. Yeah, but it doesn't ease up. Like If you look at the Pats' schedule, I mean, you know, this week obviously they play the Bills. We also mentioned the Dolphins have one of the easiest roads. I mean, look at their next four And they're games. playing really well, the Dolphins. Very well. So Very well. And their schedule teams. is by far the easiest in the AFC East the rest of the way. Not even close. And now they'll make the switch over to Tua Tugavailoa. So we'll see what that does. Which is something that you thought was never going to happen. They end up doing five minutes after sense, you predicted. They're playing so, so well with fits. But couldn't you argue the exact opposite? That now is when it makes sense. You want to make sure that this kid plays in meaningful games. You don't want to see what he does. The stadium is already empty, so he's not going to see you know much in the way of crowds. You want to make sure that he plays in games that actually matter. Sink or swim. Listen, I and, mean, here's, and here's another little factor for you too. And nobody's talking about if, this. If I think you I'm can gonna... win a division ship and you're playing well, I wouldn't change a single thing. Right, but he, here's here's my other thing. And in no way, shape, or form am I saying that the Dolphins are going to get rid of Tua Tagovailoa. I think that there's a little bit more of an incentive to see him earlier rather than later this year. And why? I'll tell you. Because you want to see how he plays in big games because you want to see if he can play. Not just because you want to see it, but because this year the Dolphins hold the Houston Texans' first-round pick. And the Houston Texans are dreadful. They have one win. There's a good chance that that, first, that that Texans pick could turn out to be the first overall pick. And then you have a decision to make. If you have Tua, and he does not look good over these next couple of games or over the course of the regular season the rest of the way, if he does not look good, you then put a decision on the Dolphins' ownership whether or not they want to even consider the idea of drafting Trevor Lawrence, provided he comes out of college. Now, there's a lot of ifs and what ifs in here. You know, a lot of things have to break their way. But you need to make sure that Tua Tungavailoa is your guy moving forward. If you have that first overall pick and you're going to pass on a guy who seems to be, by all accounts, scouts, GMs, coaches, everybody says the same thing, that this is a once-in-a-generational player. So you want to make sure that you know if Tua Tungavailoa can play before you pass on a guy potentially like Trevor Lawrence. See, but none of if it's a pick from the Texans, so the outcome of your season doesn't really have anything to do with that low draft pick. You're gonna get that anyway. So wouldn't you rather try and perform I'm not and saying maybe gonna... go for a division title and yeah. then have a but I'm not high no, no, draft no, no. pick. But you're missing the point. I'm not saying that they're gonna try and lose to get a better draft pick. What I'm saying is if the Houston Texans continue to flounder and play poorly and somehow the Jets win a couple games and the Texans don't, the Miami Dolphins will end up with the first overall pick. And then you have to decide Possible. if they're going to take Trevor Lawrence, who's a once-in-a-generational guy. You want to make sure that the guy you just drafted, I think it was like sixth overall last year, Tua, you want to make sure he can play before you pass on Trevor. Yeah, you could do that without you know, throwing away your, a chance at a division title. Unless you're mm. sure this is going to 
be better think so. for your team. I think that the I think that the Dolphins are viewing this as not only can we get a good look at Tua over the course of this regular season, but he also gives them a good shot to win. I think that they love their head coach Brian Flores, and why not? He's done a great job since he's been there. Uh, I think that they've done a fantastic job against all odds. I mean, a lot of people thought that this was a team last year that had one of the worst rosters in football, and they still walked away with about four or five wins, which is very impressive considering what the Jets are doing right now. Worst roster in football. Don't even look competitive in a lot of these games. So you need to make sure that Tua which is your most guy. Most of it I'm, I'm putting to Adam Gase. I'm putting a lot of that on Adam Gase too, but let's be honest, this roster is not exactly like, filled with talent. Yeah, but I feel like there's coaches that would have at least had a W by now. Yes, I think that there are coaches that maximize Brian Flores. There are coaches yeah. that maximize what they have. Adam Gase is not one of those guys. If anything, he brings them down a notch. So if even they like, have the worst roster in the league, now they perform even worse. Because last week, the way the Bills were playing with all the penalties and everything, totally winnable game. Oh, my God. The Bills tried to literally gift that game with a big yellow ribbon on it. Super winnable. They tried even, to put a bow on that game and hand it to the Jets as an early Halloween gift. We've had a few games that were very winnable. Yeah, but they just they will not take it. No. They don't want it. They can't do it. You know how many – let's take a guess. Uh, you may have heard the stat. How many yards of offense the Jets have in the second half of the game against the Bills last week? Yards of offense against the Bills, like second half. Twelve. Four. Four yards. Four yards of offense. See, I was being generous. I gave him double digits. In an entire half. You tripled it. In an entire half of football, the Jets had four yards of offense with their offensive genius head coach. Yeah. Everywhere I, he's know, gone, he's been in the bottom rank of offense And it's, and it's worse than that. Offensive it's stats. worse than that. Not only has he been in the bottom half of offense stats, everywhere he's gone. But a lot of his players have succeeded when they got away from him. Tannehill looks amazing. Tannehill's an MVP candidate now. And he started becoming that way the second that he got out of Adam Gase's way. Or out of out of Adam Gase's clutches. Vice grip. It is unbelievable Yeah, how bad this guy is as a head coach. And I've made the point to you before. I think they're losing on purpose. I think that they are keeping Adam Gase around. Because they want to lose. Because the damage is done already. The damage is done. The season is over. They're going nowhere. The only thing that they can do right now, and Joe Douglas did not draft Sam Donald, the only thing that they can do right now is get a franchise-changing player in Trevor Lawrence by losing and hoping that he decides to come out and go to them. That's it. That's all you can do if you're a Jets fan. All you can do if you're the Jets GM. Lose as many as you can and try to get the franchise quarterback, which we've been searching for for years. I'm going to ruin another quarterback. I, I don't know if he's ruined yet. His career with the Jets is ruined. But there's a good chance he goes somewhere else and is a little bit successful. You're talking about Sam. I'm talking about Trevor. Oh, well, the key with <laughs> Trevor is not having Adam Gase around. they got to get the head coach right. The next head coach has to be good. You yeah. know, somebody who can actually coach. Not, not a lot of candidates Adam Gase. right now either. What's that? Not a lot of candidates right now. Either. I would say uh, if I had to guess, Eric Bieniemy, I think, is obviously the top guy. But everybody who fires their coach is going to be going for him. Everybody. Yeah. He's obviously the top guy. If the Jets will even call him and give him an interview. Yeah, I'm assuming that they will. My question is whether or not he even wants that job. He may want the Houston job. He could want, you know, I have a, a feeling that there are going to be other coaches fired. I mean, look at what's going on in Denver. Granted, they have had their quarterback hurt. Um, Jacksonville, is Marone going to stick around for another year? Even some teams that uh, will be in the playoffs may end up going in a different direction as far as coaching right now. Yeah, I mean, when you look at, uh, if you look at Dallas. 
Yeah. Look at Dallas. I mean, Mike McCarthy, that has been an absolute disaster from the second he took over. A nightmare. I mean, his play now that you're, you're seeing reports out of the Cowboys uh, locker room that think, this guy can't coach. This guy's no good. And this is exactly what happened in Green Bay, but that was over the course of 13 years. Mike McCarthy's been there for seven weeks, and there's already reports coming out of the Cowboys locker room that they don't like him, that he can't coach, that his coaching staff is inept. These are quotes from the Cowboys players. So that's going to be an interesting situation, too. You're going to have some teams that have a lot of talent on the roster that are going to be looking for a coach. Look at the Falcons. Raheem Morris is not going to be the guy there long term. They're going to go out and look for a coach. So if you're the Jets, you have to have a backup plan to Eric Bieniemy because everybody's going to be going for Bieniemy, and it's going to be his choice where he wants to go. It's finally his time. You could make the argument he should have been a head coach a long time ago. It didn't happen. This is his year. At the end of this season, Eric Bieniemy will be hired to be a head coach by someone in the league, provided he wants to leave Kansas City, which I think he does. But if you're the Jets, I, you know, you probably have as good a shot as anybody else. I don't know Eric Bieniemy's preference on living and where he wants to go, his family, who knows. He may not want to come to New York. may want to go to Houston. may want to go to Atlanta. may want to go to Dallas. So you have to have a backup plan if you're the Jets, especially if you're going to have that number one overall pick and draft Trevor Lawrence. So my guess would be that they go to the college ranks. I would say that they go and they get a hot college coach, college offensive-minded head coach, maybe even Dabo Sweeney. Some of those things make sense, but uh, knowing the Jets still like, oh, we're going to hire within and no, up- no, no, upgrade no, no, some no, no, no. sort of. I think, uh, I think Joe Douglas is smart enough that he knows that every single person on this staff, on this coaching staff, gone. needs to be fired. Every single person. Down to the, the doorman. The intern that comes in three times a week to get Janitors. college credits. Just, you know, gives Joe Douglas and Adam Gase their coffee. Fired. Fired. They need to be fired. Every one of them. Every well, one of them. There's such bad... We, we the got word? an opening here. If you want to run this board. There's such bad juju in that locker room. They got to fire everybody. So if you're that intern for the Jets that's about to be out of a job, we got a gig for you. <laughs> you can come here and play our elevator music. And you can make Rich's voice sound like this. Sound like this. Guess what? Why is it so much more pronounced for you? Like, you are going to be fired. <laughs> Why doesn't it do it for me? Before you got here, I was messing with it. It was doing it for me. <laughs> Maybe it's only hooked up to me. Is that a, can they, can you do it to both mics at the same time? Maybe it's I thought only it would one. be. Either way, you know who will find out? The Jets intern when he gets <laughs> fired. <laughs> That's something to figure out. Yeah, we'll dabble with that. We'll dabble with it. Good stuff today, episode 19, Billy. Good stuff today. What are we, how, what are we at here? 42 minutes. Nice. Okay. Got a little Jets talk in there. I know you're usually very opposed to that. Well, a little Met talk. You're usually way too optimistic, which is like... I mean, I you know, I, I'm not sure that anybody can be optimistic after watching this team for seven weeks. Well, now here's the question. Do they go 0-16? See, that's something I was going to dabble with at the casino. Like as, as a bet, yeah. As, at the casino. Now, what are the odds on that? They're not great. I think that like the odds are only like plus 300, which means that there's a good chance that I think Vegas pays, thinks no, they're going to lose I think game. It's, I think it pays out more than that. Does I, it? I could pull it up. Um, pull it up. They're the only team left without a win. They are. Where is it? Team Futures... Um, team to go 0-16. S- 
<laughs> it's actually even better than last time I looked. Plus 260. Yeah, it's not great. That's not good. That's not good money. That means Vegas thinks that they're actually going to lose every game. Yeah. That's not good. It's not good at all. Justin Gaethje had quadruple those odds to beat Khabib. The Steelers to go 16-0 and 0 is plus 2,000. Hmm. I don't like this. The Steelers to what? Go 16-0. and 0. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I wouldn't bet on that either. That's not going to happen. Plus 2,000. Yeah, it's not going to happen. $10 gets 200. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but it's not worth it. You know, it's worth a 10 buck bet if you wanted to do that. It's not going to happen, though. They could pull up their but schedule. Plus 260 for the Jets <sighs> to go 0 16. It's pretty likely. I mean, I think it's going to happen. I think it's, you know, absolutely going to happen. By the way, there's a, there's a chance that the Steelers lose this week. So, playing the Ravens. They still got to play the Ravens twice. Think they win in both those games? The rest of the schedule is actually not that not that bad for them. But the two Ravens games, that's where they're going to drop one. Now the Jets. Going forward, what do they got? You give me a place where they get a win. I'm Chiefs, I'm not even going to bother discussing this any further. By the way, any guesses on the point spread for that game this weekend? I think I looked already. I think it was 19 or 18 Trying and a half. 21. 21. Last time I checked. 21. Three touchdowns. That's a that's Clemson Georgia Tech, that's what that is. It's not good. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And it's all, it's crazy that I don't even feel comfortable putting. Money no, in. I don't feel comfortable about it at all. There's a good chance they lose by five, six touchdowns. Now, Chiefs loss, right? Yeah. Patriots, obviously, you're gonna say that they lose that game, mm-hmm. right? That honestly, that may be their best chance for a win the rest of the way. Well, division game should always be uh, closer. I mean, no, but like that should be that could be. Their best opportunity for a win. Keep going. The way the Pats are playing right now, that, that's their best opportunity. The Chargers, they're not winning that game. The Chargers are not good. They're not. And they're the king of the bad loss, but they're not winning that game. It's That's at home? It's in L.A. Oh. They're not winning that game. Dolphins, again. Dolphins they're not, are they're not winning that game. Dolphins are playing well. Raiders. That's that's a close one. <laughs> I think it's a close one. You think so? Mm-hmm. I don't. Seahawks. Rams. <laughs> Browns? You give them a shot against the Browns? No. Okay. And then Pats again to close out the season on January 3rd. At maybe, maybe, best, they, maybe they split with the Pats? At best, one win. Right? At best? Mm-hmm. They got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games left. Can they win one? One. It can be done, but a team has to really play poorly. It's got to play like the Bills last week because they could have won last week. They they could also – what was it, two years ago? They turned the team around and won with Sam. Or was it last year? That was last year. They went like 6-1 and, and one on the back end of the season. Yeah. yeah. But they have a tough schedule. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're not winning the Chiefs game. I don't think they're beating the Pats. Could be their best opportunity for a win, though. I don't think they're beating the Chargers, although that could be an opportunity. This is good to, maybe they win two in a row. Imagine. Maybe they win three in a row. Maybe they beat the Pats, the Chargers, and the Dolphins. Now you can. See, this is hand. where I get my uh, out of hand again. I think so. Noah just farted in my face, too. Oof. Good boy. <laughs> it's crazy, Billy. Not, not a bad bet, though. Plus 260. It's not worth it, though, I don't think. No. Plus 260? Nine games? It's not worth it. Not worth it. Plus 500. Fine. 
Mm. And I'd be fine putting a wager down because I'm actually rooting for them to lose now. Yeah, no, it's that's it's it's too close. It's it's very likely that that's, they lose every game. Vegas, right? Vegas is seeing it as very likely. Agreed. Agreed. It's, they're almost a favorite. I think the for them to not win uh, to yes, win a game. That's is, almost like I think it's minus three hundred. It's almost like a pick 'em. Like yeah, they maybe. could win a game or they could lose everyone. It's fifty fifty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My chance go America, fifty fifty. So, take that, what you will. Now, do you have your bets locked in for this weekend? Do you know what you're gonna do, or are you just kind of like still looking? You're still dabbling. Um, you got some time. You got a five hour car ride ahead of you, if that helps. Yeah, I want to throw a little action at the Masters. We've been looking at that. Yeah. Um, I do want to. I've never actually placed a bet in person. Never actually like no? gone up to a teller and. You haven't been to Vegas yet. Placed a bet? You? No, I never have. We should do that. It should be one of our trips. It was one of our plans to do the uh, Arizona and then drive to Vegas. I think that was going to be this year, wasn't it? Oh, was this it year was this year was L.A. and something else. I forget. Then COVID happened. Yeah. There's some UFC. Actually, we won't be in Rhode Island for before this. No, goes but down. It, I have a very very low excitement level about the UFC this weekend. Uriah Hall, Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva's last fight. Doesn't really get my blood boiling, you know? Well, you didn't... Uh, for me, like, anytime Silva fights, it's like... I usually want to tune in. I think the co-main event, I actually like the guy. Andre Touchy-Feely. I like him. Well, Touchy... <laughs> Touchy's like a nickname. Yeah, I know. Andre yeah. Touchy-Feely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, the way you, you thought I really thought his name was Touchy-Feely? Well, the way you said it, it came <laughs> off as like one of those Mike Hunt things. <laughs> <laughs> Andre Touchy Yeah I'm still waiting for him to book my guy Calvin Cater For another fight He just fight. fought Nah, it wasn't that long ago It was like three, four months, like three months ago He just fought on the Which card? The uh, It's been a while It's been like three months Oh no, that was the first Abu Dhabi card that he fought uh, It might have been the first one It was like He beat Dan Ige Yeah Oh no uh, yeah, so it was like the Wednesday, the Wednesday after the first Abu Dhabi fight. Yeah. It was like the second, you have the uh, Fight Island. July 15th. Two. Yeah, Fight Island 2. August, September, October. That's been over three months. He's ready. He's ready for another. Who's the next pay-per-view, Valentina? I think so. Yeah. Oh, that's next week? No. I think it's November. Oh, uh, oh, what card is that? We got Santos to there's, there's, there's a November 7th card next week. Yeah, with Thiago Santos. Shevchenko, by the way, is the co-main event. The main event is Figueroa against Alex Perez. Really? Silly. That is very silly. Silly. <laughs> you want to see her odds? A couple weak cards. Guess Valentina's odds? Uh, minus 700. Higher! <laughs> minus 900. Minus... Minus a thousand, minus eleven hundred, twelve hundred, thirteen hundred, twelve fifty. Holy Christ! Minus twelve fifty. Twelve fifty. Not buying into the Jennifer Maya hype, huh? She's pretty tough. She's a tough girl. Tough girl, but <laughs> not doing anything for Shevchenko. 
Can you even uh, pull up Nunes against Ma- Megan? That might be like an early. When is that? December? Yeah, that's a December card. Who just backed off that card, by the way? Didn't somebody just get pulled from that card? Um, Was it Usman? No. Yeah. Usman Burns? Yeah. That- that got pulled again. Yeah. Burns just can't catch a break. Guy's ready. Guy's been ready to fight for months. Yeah. At this point, you just give him an opponent, right? COVID just completely, completely fucked him. So as of September 2nd, it's Nunes is minus 800. Yeah. Minus 800? Mm-hmm. Wow. So they give her better odds to lose than Shevchenko. Minus 800 is, like, still huge. But yet, still, they give Shevchenko better odds than Nunes. Well, because Megan Anderson's, you know, been a contender for a couple of years now. Also, when are they gonna? Let me look this up because I think it's been a it's been a while. Uh, when are they gonna strip? Oh, by the way, how about Khabib being retired for about three minutes? Uh, they're. Well, it's Dana White saying he wants to go for 30-0, and 0, right? That's mm-hmm. just speculation at this point. He knows. He knows. He said Khabib told him that he might want to. His dad apparently told him to go for 30-0 and 0 before he died. Yeah, but he'll, I think Khabib wants to fight, but I don't know if he will because the way he was saying it is his mother doesn't want him to fight anymore. So is he going to – you know, he's very uh, family-oriented and mm-hmm. – you know, respectful of his his elders, so I don't know if he'll. Uh, I mean, I got to be honest. When I saw that he was, unless he could talk his mom into letting him. One what more is time. he now? Twenty eight now. Twenty nine. Twenty nine now. When I saw that, when they put that graphic up the other day after he won, I said, you "Can't retire twenty nine and zero, man. You got to go for 30. You got to go for. It sounds so much better than twenty nine and zero. Yeah, but like thirty and zero is like a really nice number. Twenty nine and zero. Come on. One at that more. point, like you got it. Oh, one maybe more. I'll give Mayweather a shot at fifty and zero. That would be nice. Two undefeateds, but he's not a boxer. Khabib can't take take, take down Actually, Mayweather. Now, is Floyd down fifty one enough? Did he lose? I don't care. No, 50, boxing to me again. is you know. Mm. Um. Oh, Kazmat Shemaev and Leon Edwards after they uh, said that they were going to strip Leon Edwards of his ranking. They make a very nice fight between him and Shemaev. Which is for Chimaya? Did, did they give huge. that a date yet? Huh? Did they give that a date yet? It's not a pay per view, right? Uh, I don't know if it's a pay per view. They're headlining, but I think it's a fight night. Chimaev Edwards. You gotta work on your typing. Yeah, I know. I could have played the elevator music in this match. December nineteenth. That's the Nunes card, no? Or it's like a week before, a week after. Um, <laughs> it's December nineteenth. The fight will serve as the main event for the, of the UF of the final UFC card of twenty twenty, and it'll be a welterweight bout. Yeah, uh, the December nineteenth. The two fifty six. Amanda Nunes is no, fighting December twelfth. December twelfth. So it's it's the card right after the it's a fight night. Yes, it's in Vegas. <laughs> It's in Vegas mm-hmm. with a crowd. Not the Apex Center. Mm, no crowd. No crowd. Because the the Raiders have a crowd now, right? Yeah. Well, the Dolphins have a crowd. 
I think the Raiders have like a Chiefs small have a crowd. crowd. Texas, yeah, anything in Texas has crowds. Mm-hmm. A lot of college games have crowds. Almost all of them. Yeah, it's pretty wild. The Georgia game two weeks back against Those Alabama are riddled with COVID. COVID, 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 COVID. But people are recovering at it. You know, it's fine. Especially people that age. They're all con- contained in their dorms. You know, yeah. they're only giving it to one another. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Yeah, I still don't want it. <laughs> Still not interested in it. No interest whatsoever. Good stuff. What else we got? Episode 19. I don't know. What else you got? You want to talk about the cape? We could change these, but I think I'm going to keep this one. I like this one. It's nice. It might get, you know. It might get a little old. Yeah. You know. Which at that point, we find a new one. Yeah, it might get a little old. It's possible. Just saying. You know, if we're listening to it all day, you know. <laughs> For episode 20, we'll be in garage and we'll be. Ugh. Weather permitting. <laughs> we could be in the garage. Like... I like how it fades out nicely, too. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I think that's all we got for today. We got to go hit the road and hit the road, Jack, and uh, drive on up. But to we Massachusetts. will be back. Hit the road, Jack. We're getting Paul. We haven't seen Paul in a little while. Huh? It's been a couple, been a little couple months. Yeah, it's been. Came over for. Uh... Did we go to Something. OSP? Uh, did we? Four. When we shot those commercials. In like Is that the last time July? we saw him? No. We saw him Casey's birthday after that? Or was that before that? I don't know. We just saw him. We went to uh, Miller's. Oh, yeah. It was did. like three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are back. We are back. We are getting all back. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it for episode 19. A moment. You truly have all been waiting for. That's not a blue vibe. No, he's very sleepy today. Look at him. Look at this dog. He's so sleepy. Mellow. Mellow. Mellow, mellow, mellow. This is weird. This is the first time he's ever, like, stayed put in one spot. Yeah, the entire entire show. show. He did not move once. He's just so sleepy. It's the early start. It's the early morning. Speaking of early starts, we're going to get going and hit the road. Hit the road, Jack. <laughs> That's it for episode 19. <laughs> episode Subscribe 19. Subscribe on YouTube, Garage Party Podcast. Find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Spotify. Spotify, SoundCloud. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts Instagram. Twitter. TikTok. Twitter. Twitter, you can check in with Rich because I don't tweet. We but have individual Twitter accounts. GPP Rich, GPP Billy. Neither one of us tweet, but follow us anyway. Maybe if you follow us, we'll tweet. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Rock and Robin. Tweet, tweet, tweet. <laughs> Catch Rock you guys later. Tweet.